But if you're on it eight hours a day, every day, then the worry is what will happen in 10 years. Um, Mm -hmm. That's really what we don't know because this is all new to us. We haven't been using technology this much as we are now. You are listening to Episode 20, Season 2 of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. Worried about increased screen time? You should be. In this episode, I have a Latina mom of two with a multicultural family who's going to give us all the facts that we need to know about eye health. She's an accomplished optometrist and owner of Ooh La La Optometry in California, Dr. Anna Vargas. Join us as she answers your most concerning questions and offers tips on what we can do to take care of our family's eye health. Plus, she shares her difficulties in raising bilingual kids, her favorite Nicaraguan dish, and how you can get a discounted eye exam if you're in the Cali area. Así que no te lo pierdas. You're listening to the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast, where we empower moms raising bilingual kids, talk about growing up Hispanic and tradiciones, and celebrate motherhood. It's time to keep it real, learn tips and tricks from other moms like you, and start creating a legacy your abuela would be proud of. If you're a Latina mom or have a multicultural family like mine, then you're in the right place. I am your host, proud immigrant daughter, rock star wife, mom to five-year-old Victoria Grace, my legacy founder and cafecito lover, Jani Perez. Hola, hola. How are you? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is treating you well. I hope that you're staying safe and sane. How are you? ¿Cómo estás? ¿Qué lo que era? What is going on? <laughs> the president has COVID. It was a matter of time, though. Let's be honest. When you're out and not social distancing, when you don't wear a mask, when you're just very carefree and nonchalant, then obviously you've run a higher risk of getting infected, of contracting the virus, and uh, yeah. Que lo que era. So now it's a matter of, let's see what's going to happen. In the meantime, I hope that you are staying safe, that you are being careful and wearing a mask and being social distant whenever you can. It's still happening. It's still real. It's still scary. I will share with you, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I went to visit my parents in Florida, which Florida is a hot state. I was very nervous to go visit them because I haven't seen my parents in almost a year and they have a lot of needs as they get older. And I just felt like before the second wave, as they're predicting, before that hits, I really wanted to go see them because one, I miss them, but two, to also help them with a few things that they needed to take care of in their apartment. I said, you know what, I need to do this now or I'm not gonna do it. So I went, I traveled via airplane, And let me tell you, traveling via airplane, everybody kept telling me, oh, it's still very safe. It's still very good. They're only doing every other row or they're skipping a seat. No, they are not. At least the airline that I flew, American, (laughs) was so packed, was so packed. Si alguien se tiraba un peo, I mean, it wouldn't fit. Okay, that's how that's how packed it was. And I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I'm a little bit paranoid. So I went with the double mask and it was just nuts. I was like, I saw a couple of people without masks on and it was just very troubling. 
it was very clean. I will say that the airplanes are very clean. Even with two layers of mask that I had on, you could still smell the, you know, the disinfectant that they use. So I will say that in terms of germs, uh, it was clean. My biggest concern was with the amount of people and it was just funny to me because they're like, okay, you see signs everywhere, like six feet apart, social distance, okay. But then you get on the airplane and then everybody's going to be like on top of each other. Like, how is that social distancing? So, no. So, the air quality, that is like my biggest concern because... Even though everybody had a mask on and they're supposed to be walking up and down and checking to see if you had a mask, which they did not do, by the way, I was just like, no, I am sorry. I landed in Charlotte in North Carolina because I had a connecting flight because I couldn't find a direct flight from here from Jersey to Miami. So I had a connecting flight in Charlotte and there were like thousands of people. (laughs) It's like nothing is going on. Okay. So, I mean, I know this may be the new norm. This may be like the way moving forward, like our just way of life moving forward. But I'm not going to lie. I really don't know if I will travel again via plane. If I travel again, I will probably drive, not by myself. You know, maybe we do a family trip or something. But it was just, no, too many people. Pack like sardines and no. So that was my experience. Maybe you've had a different experience. A couple people told me that it was the, the airline, that in other airlines it's different. So I'm going to do actually a little bit of research and see what I can find out if everybody's like, if all the airlines are cramming people or if they're particular ones that are not. But that was my experience. I was very happy to see my familia. My puppy cried. I maybe he cried like a little baby when he saw me and then when, when I left. So I loved them. So... So that was that. A ver, ¿qué más les cuento? ¿Qué más les cuento? School, we're still doing the the remote learning. Uh, The school district has decided that we are going to do a hybrid approach beginning in October or mid-October, I should say. It's going to be like a few days in school, a few days at home, how we're doing now. So we'll see how it goes. Again, I think the concern is the amount of people in a confined area. And yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. One day at a time. That's all you can do. One day at a time. One cafecito at a time. Nowadays, I feel like we can't plan that far ahead. You just kind of have to take it and roll with the punches. And everything changes literally by day. It's like a big telenovela. A mess. A mess. But it's life. We have to adapt, people. We have to adapt. By the way, big shout out to Egypt. I know who's listening to me in Egypt. It's mi amiga Nezreen with her baby and her family. Ness, if you're listening today, a big, 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 big hug. I miss you. We are taking care of your doggy baby, your fur baby. Can't wait for you to return. If you want to stay there for as long as you want. You're not missing anything, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to last week's episode with Ana Gallegos Javorsky? If you haven't, check it out. She is a Spanish teacher. She is Victoria's Spanish teacher. We have started her virtual Spanish language learning program. It is awesome. You can do it anywhere anytime. She has some great tips on how you can raise bilingual kids. She has a five-step method that we are working on, so I am happy to share that with you. It was a good episode, and I love Anna. We've also celebrated one year of the podcast. A ver, ¿qué más? This week, 
I have a lovely Latina mom of two living in a multicultural household. They have four nationalities in that house. It is awesome. She is also an optometrist and she answered so many questions because I know you have questions. I have questions. And I really, I really wanted to pick her brain because with the added screen time, with kids not interacting as much, I had a lot of concerns with Victoria's eye health and just her overall health in general. So Dr. Vargas, really helped answer those questions so espero que te guste tome nota and please stay safe wear a mask so just protect yourself wash your hands social distance <laughs> i'll talk to you soon have a great day ciao ciao i am so thrilled to have on today's show a latina mom of two she's living in a multicultural household and she just happens to be a very accomplished optometrist whose brain I'm going to pick today. Dr. Vargas, thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you, Jenny, for having me. It's a real honor. I am going to pick your brain all over the place because I have so many questions and I know our listeners have so many questions as well and concerns. But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in Los Angeles, California. I have two children, uh, a seven-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. I'm married. My husband is half uh, Japanese and half German. So we're raising our children in a multicultural family. And I've been practicing optometry for over 10 years. I have two offices, one in, in the Valley in Sherman Oaks and one in Silver Lake. And that's what I do. I love how diverse your home is. Now, what is your background? So I am half El Salvadorian and half Nicaraguan. I was born in El Salvador and I came here when I was one. So I've lived in LA most of my life. Now, having such a multicultural family, do you tend to gravitate more towards the Nicaraguan culture or to the El Salvadorian culture or both? really gravitate more to the Nicaraguan culture um, because my mom's Nicaraguan and the food, the traditions that we hold are all Nicaraguan. And my father died when I was one year old. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to really get that perspective from him. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, what about in your home? Are you trying to raise your kids to be uh, bilingual or multilingual? Yes, definitely. That's the goal. We definitely want to raise our children bilingual. So uh, my daughter right now is in a dual immersion program school, but it's such a popular school that we didn't get into Spanish. We got into Italian. So um, it's been fun. I'm hoping that it's just like one step closer to learning Spanish for her. Oh, that's good. I mean, I think that Learning any language, any like an additional language helps so much when you want to introduce yet another language. So I think it will definitely help her as she grows and then continues to, to be exposed to Spanish. And you said your husband's German and Japanese. Does he speak both yes. languages or no? He speaks a little bit of German and no Japanese, uh, but he mainly is more Americanized because he grew up in the U.S. most of his life. Oh, okay. And then you have a son as well? 
Yes, I have a son. He's almost four. So he hasn't started school yet, but I'm hoping to put him in the Spanish uh, dual immersion program school that my daughter goes to. Do you guys speak to them in Spanish or is it predominantly English or does grandma talk to them in Spanish? Yeah, it, you know, that's the the challenge that we have. My goal was to speak to them in Spanish, but it's very difficult because me and my husband speak to each other in English. So I will try, but oftentimes they rebel. Mm-hmm. So I think the dual immersion program school will, will help out a lot. Yeah, that definitely is going to help. And if I can give you one piece of advice, it's just just to continue to expose them to the language. If your mom speaks Spanish, to have her speak Spanish to them, you know, when she's around them and expose them to a culture. But it sounds like you guys are already exposing them to all of your cultures, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, my mom does help us out with the kids and she does try to speak Spanish to them. So I think just having them around like the extended family and being immersed in the language um, hopefully will help. We just got to keep at it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Any recommendations for any books or TV shows or apps or anything that the kids use, whether with you or in school or with their grandma that that you can recommend? As far as trying to learn Spanish, we really like, um, we started getting this subscription called Hola Amigos. Mm -hmm. And it's a monthly subscription and it has like a lot of activities and books that the kids do in Spanish. So that's been really fun. We also have these videos called Fritzy. Um, I, I can get the exact name for you and um, it's just a a lot of fun little videos in Spanish and and the kids like watching them so those things have helped and just kind of anything I can grab any books in Spanish that I could expose them to in Spanish I I try to do I'll have links for you in the show links Mm -hmm. for Hola Amigo Box and the TV show (laughs) Dr. Vargas thank you so much for sharing thank you We're back with Dr. Vargas, and Dr. Vargas is going to help answer so many questions that we have. But first, I want to ask why you chose to be an optometrist, Dr. Vargas. I chose to be an optometrist because I really enjoy uh, helping people and connecting with people. I've always had really bad vision. I started wearing glasses when I was 10, and my family, we were all in the medical field and my aunt is a dentist in LA and she always made us work there and so we got exposed to the <laughs> medical <free> help. <laughs> yes it helped we made like $20 a day uh, we got exposed to you know talking to people being in the field and uh, so I knew I wanted to be in the medical field I didn't know exactly what dentistry wasn't for me Mm -hmm. and then I visited my optometrist and he's all he was always really kind to me as you know when I was growing up and it just clicked optometry I can help people with their vision and I I can relate because I have bad eyes and I really enjoy the fashion part of it too as far as the glasses go Um, and and it's been it's been wonderful I really love the profession I love that story because you Great role models, it sounds like, that kind of inspired you and pushed you 
and helped you navigate towards that career. Yes, I I definitely did have really good role models. My aunt was amazing and my mom too. They really kind of just really gave me that push I needed to open up my practices and, and, and be able to serve the community. And there aren't, I believe the statistics, and I could be wrong, but there aren't a lot of Latinos in the medical professions. No, there isn't. And in optometry, there is very little. Right now, it's mainly Asians and Latinos and Blacks are very little. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to serve our Latino communities and our our more underserved communities. And it's so nice to be able to talk Spanish to them and have that connection. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now, speaking of Latinos, I'm just curious, and I know we'll get into other questions, but do Latinos have, like, are they predisposed to have specific eye issues? Yes. So what I've noticed is Latinos, you know, a lot of us, we have pretty bad eyesight. We have a lot of astigmatism and a lot of damage, like sun damage to the eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. So I always, you know, encourage all my patients, but especially my Latino patients to wear sunglasses, because it's very common to get pterygiums in Spanish. It's called carnosidades, where Mm -hmm. like the little brain starts to grow. And that's just literally sun damage. Now, why do you think that happens? Do you think it's just a cultural thing that maybe as, as Latinos, we don't wear sunglasses enough or lack of education or just genetic? I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, growing up in Latin America, there is more UV exposure. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that come from Latin America do have more cataracts, more pterygiums, just because of more UV exposure. Mm -hmm. I think in general, we have a lack of education in how to just protect our eyes. That's something that I definitely want to address is the lack of education. And I'm so excited and thrilled to have you on so that you can educate us because one of my biggest concerns, and I know that it's on many of our listeners thoughts is the added screen time that our kids are exposed to, but not only our kids that we are exposed to. So let's talk about screen time in general. So for kids, what is the recommended screen time? So before the pandemic, the recommendation for screen time is under five years old, uh, one hour on a digital device, and under one, no time at all, and above five, about one and a half to two hours a day on screen time. Now with the pandemic, everything is online, school is on, on Zoom and online, so much more now. So now the goal is trying to just kind of manage the screen time and do things that help alleviate eye strain and eye fatigue from staring at the computer. So how does this affect our kids? Yeah, so screen time uh, can be very bad for our children's eyes and also their brain development when they're younger, but um, specifically for their eyes, uh, kids can get a lot of eye strain from staring at the screen too long, headaches, burning or red eyes, um, to name a few. And even uh, long-term use of digital devices can also trigger myopia, which is um, when you could see up close, but you can't see far anymore. Oh, wow. That explains why I can't see from far. I was a couch potato. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> Me too. That's why I have my eyes also. 
That was like the 90s way of raising the kids. I just pop them in front of the TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is there a difference between screen time from computers, iPads, phones, and TVs? Like, is one better than the other or worse? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel like screen time on like a iPad or a digital handheld device is, and on the computer, they're the hardest on the eyes because mm-hmm. usually kids will get really close. Uh, the font will be smaller, so it'll strain the eyes. The TV, I feel like it's not as bad because it's bigger and you're not usually reading or looking at small text when you're watching TV. Now, I've heard about blue light. I'm not 100% sure I know what it is. Like, all I know is that it's bad. (laughs) But what is it? Basically, blue light is a high-energy wavelength. So uh, what that means is uh, when it goes through your eye, because it can penetrate the eye, it can cause damage. Kind of like the sun. Um, You know, there's blue light in the sun Mm -hmm. when you're out so that it can damage the eyes and um, the digital devices do emit a small amount of blue light that when you're staring at the computers for a long time can essentially cause the same damage like being outside in the sun can do. Is that the same thing or like when they do lasers that they tell you to put they put on like these dark glasses is that the same thing that's being emitted or is it totally different? Yeah it's totally different. I think it's a different wavelength of light. Um, The one that they use at the dentist, I'm not 100% sure what wavelength it is, but that one is more intense. Oh, okay. So that's why they give you this protective glasses. Yes, yes. When you look at the computer screen, there is some blue light, but it's pretty a small amount. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're on the computer just for a small amount of time, it doesn't really affect your eyes. But if you're on it eight hours a day, every day, then the worry is what will happen in 10 years? Um, Mm -hmm. That's really what we don't know because this is all new to us. We haven't been using technology this much as we are now. I'm trying to decipher is what it causes like in our eyesight. Yeah. yeah. Once it penetrates the eye, it can cause damage. It can cause cataracts. It can cause age-related macular degeneration. It could damage the eye just like the sun. Now, is there a difference? Like, for example, if you are a child versus an adult and you're on the computer screen, I know I'm on the computer screen like all day, but... Is there a difference in terms of like the type of damage that it does to your eye as you get older versus younger? The concern with the young eyes is that they're, they could be more susceptible to long-term damage because mm-hmm. their eyes are much more clear. They don't have the aging changes that happen as we get older. So that's the concern with with the kids is we don't really know how all the screen time will, will affect their eyes. I prescribe a lot to my uh, patients, to our children, the blue light blocking glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, so Basically, it has an anti-glare coating that helps relieve eye strain and it protects the eyes. So I kind of describe it like sunglasses for the computer. They're clear. Oh, I like that description because <laughs> kids can be funny about wearing stuff. Is there something that you can put on your computer screen or your iPad to stop the blue light emission? 
Yes, you can buy uh, blue light blocking screens that you can put on your computer. And also a lot of the new phones have like a blue blocking setting that you mm -hmm. could add to your phone or your device. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to check that. The blue light that comes off of our devices can alter our sleep pattern also. Um, so it could cause more restlessness and difficulty sleeping at night. Don't they recommend like an hour before like to cut off all electronics? Yes, definitely. That's the recommendation. So one hour before you go to sleep, don't look at your phone and stop, you know, looking at the devices. That's so hard. And now I, I'm trying to break that habit. Like right before I go to bed, I just like look at the news or if I missed anything, like if I miss like the 11 o'clock news, I'll like literally read the news on my phone and then go to bed. But that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's something to just be aware of. Uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. So what are some recommendations or tips that you have to help protect our eyes? Some, you know, simple tips that I'd like to recommend is taking breaks often. Uh, for example, they don't have to, you know, leave the room or stop their Zoom session, but even just looking away from the screen every 20 minutes and looking oh, wow. across the room or out the window and just remembering to blink. We call it the 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes, um, look away from the screen, blink 20 times, and look 20 feet away. Oh, wow. So blink 20 times. Oh, I didn't realize that. So when you're in front of the screen, you don't blink as much? Is that what it is? Exactly. We're so focused on what the computer screen is doing. <laughs> like hypnotized. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and, and that causes a lot of, you know, soreness in the eyes. So I, I found personally that my daughter, when she's um, at the end of the day, after a long time on the computer, or on her iPad, her eyes are red. So I always have artificial tears on hand to soothe her eyes. So that's something that I would recommend parents to get for their kids, just some natural artificial tears for the end of the day, if you notice any redness or irritation. That's very interesting that you mentioned that because I have noticed that my daughter Victoria's eyes have been redder and she has a lot of allergies. So I was just attributing it to allergies, not necessarily anything else. But now that you say this, now I'm like, it kind of started when she started being on the computer so much. So now I'm wondering, okay, maybe it is an allergies and the computer. Yeah. You said artificial tears. Is there a particular brand that you would recommend? Yes, I like Sustain. It's mm -hmm. a good brand or refresh artificial tears okay. for the little ones I would stay away from like visine or clear eyes because those have a lot of chemicals mm. but just natural artificial tears that are just moisturizing that's the best oh that's a really good tip I honestly would have never thought about that I knew about the blue light trying to get my daughter to the optometrist because yeah. you know since the pandemic you know, with back to school, everybody's been like rushing to the eye doctor, to the dentist, to like everything. And they're so backed up. Are you backed up in California? We are. Um, and part of the reason why we're backed up is because we're also limiting the amount of people that come mm -hmm. into the office. So early in the pandemic, we were like limiting our schedule to like 
one patient every hour. And so, so everything's backed up. <laughs> Once we get in there, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they can do the eye exam and we will get the blue light glasses. Now, I do ha- I have to pick your brain, though. When I was a kid, my mom always, I, I kid you not, every single day, she made us drink un batido de zanahoria, which is like a carrot shake. <laughs> this orange, it's a, a, a giant glass of carrot juice, pure carrot juice with milk. Ugh. <laughs> and, and she, yeah, she would make us, I mean, she would literally stand there in front of us and wait till we finish this. And what she mentioned to us was that esa para la salud de los ojos. So is there any truth to that or or not? Yes. Yes, there <laughs> oh, is. <laughs> yes. So carrots are really good for the developing eyes. So it helps with uh, the retina. And, um, and and your mom was right. that It really does help keep the eyes healthy. Um, so carrots are good for the kids. And as we get older, spinach is really good for the eyes. Oh, really? So, yeah, spinach smoothies, that sa- spinach salads, that really helps as we get older too. Okay, along those lines, what are other natural ways that we can help take care of our eyes? Other things that we can do to help take care of our eyes in respect to our, our kids is I would recommend whenever you can, try to get your kids outdoors and have mm-hmm. them play at least 30 minutes outdoors mm-hmm. because that really helps the eyes refocus and relax so that hopefully their eyes don't get weaker from all the screen time that we're doing. Oh, that's that's a good tip. And what about for adults? Like what, what should we be doing to be proactive in helping to take care of, of our eyes with the added screen time? Yeah, I, I would recommend for adults, definitely get an eye exam if, if you haven't gotten one yet, because our eyes can change a lot as we get older. And even for kids, it's important to get their eyes checked at an early age because a lot of headaches can come from not being able to see properly, especially on the computer. So, you know, an eye exam and for the adults, uh, breaks and the blue light blocking glasses would help too. And just trying to limit our screen time as much as possible. Yeah, it's a little hard nowadays. <laughs> it's really so easier said than done. It's yes. so hard. And I feel like I haven't been able to see from far from for a long time, especially the past six months from up close. I find myself like putting stuff further away just so I can focus. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my eyes just they hurt. <laughs> I've yeah. so much strain. Yeah, and we can actually make glasses that have your correction for seeing that are uh, focused more for the computer and have the blue blocking um, anti-glare coating. Oh, so so I don't need uh, like 20 different glasses? (laughs) No, (laughs) we can do everything in one pair. I have a question because I wear contacts, but because I haven't been able to get to the eye doctor anytime recently, I've switched over to glasses. And also because I feel like I've been on the screen in front of the screen so much more, my eyes get drier quicker. So when you wear contacts, do the contacts like provide some sort of shield to the blue light or not really? 
It depends on the brand of contact. Some companies are starting to add the blue light shield to the contacts, but not every contact. Personally, I feel like wearing contacts on the computer Mm -hmm. dries out the eyes more and causes more eye strain. So if you can, yeah, so if you can wear glasses when you're looking at the computer. Definitely made that switch because I did notice that as I was sitting in front of the computer for longer, wearing the contacts just really dried my eyes out. And I felt, I really felt constantly tired. So then I I switched over to the glasses, but now I'm like, okay, now I need the blue light. Now I need, I probably need bifocals now. (laughs) We can do everything all in one. So (laughs) not to worry. (laughs) Not to worry. I'm in the same boat here. (laughs) How funny. So what is the biggest mistake that parents make with their kids when it comes to eye health? I think not getting uh, an eye exam at at an earlier age, Um, especially uh, for Latinos. Sometimes there is a stigma of wearing glasses and Mm -hmm. parents don't want their kids to wear glasses, but a lot of learning happens through our eyes. And if we can't see, then we won't be successful at school. So um, getting an exam at an early age, I start uh, examining children at at age four, but there's some pediatric optometrists and ophthalmologists that can examine even an infant's eye. So at any age, we can check the children's eyes. And in kids, it can also be like a self-conscious thing. I have to share my story with you when I got glasses. So I first was diagnosed that I needed glasses. I, I can't see from far. So I was in fifth grade and my parents took me to the eye doctor. And I mean, now they have like such cool glasses that you can get like any type of glasses that you want. But back then, kids' glasses were very limited. And then on top of that, you know, we were limited because of my parents' insurance. So I ended up with these like huge pink grandma-like glasses. I mean, they were so big and I was so self-conscious about wearing these. So I think I wore them like a couple of days in school and kids can be awful and mean. So they started laughing at me and that was it. I didn't, I didn't wear my glasses. I would carry them. And then when I couldn't see, I would pull them out, you know, quickly so that I can see something and then put them back away. But I went years like this. I mean, years fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward to when I was in high school, I was in Colombia. I was living in Colombia at the time. And I was, I think maybe 14. And I remember that everybody thought that I was like so stuck up in the neighborhood because people would wave to me. But because I couldn't see them, I couldn't tell who was waving at me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I wouldn't wave back because I'm like, I'm not going to wave to a stranger. So when I went to the optometrist in my teens, I remember that what I wanted for my birthday was contacts. I wanted contact lenses. And my parents took me and I got my first pair of contacts. And when I put these on, oh my gosh, the whole world opened up before my eyes. And I remember, I'll never forget, I I came home from school. I got off the bus. I'm walking home. And one of my neighbors waved to me. Apparently, he had been waving for me like every day (laughs) 
for like such a long time. And I went back and I started talking and he said, oh my God, you waved at me. He was like baffled that all of a sudden I waved at him. And I said to him, what do you mean? I always wave at you when I see you. And he said, well, I've been waving at you just about every day. You never wave back at me. And I said, that's because I didn't see you. <laughs> like, I oh literally could not see him. I had to explain to him that it was because I refused to wear my glasses and I finally had contacts. So that was the story. But now I love glasses. And, you know, I wish I had like 100 pairs of glasses because they're so fashionable. And for kids, I can see how it can be a, a very much a like self-conscious thing. But. You know, now they're, the glasses are so cute and they come in different colors, not like when we were kids. Um, <laughs> and I always tell, tell my patients, you know, you have to let the, let the child choose what they like because if they don't like it, they're not going to wear it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Dr. Vargas, do you have any kids books that you could recommend that talks about eye care that we can read to our kids? Yes, the one that I love is the iBook by Dr. Seuss. Oh, very good. I have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, it's really cute. It's simple, but really cute. Okay, so we have a couple of questions from our listeners. And this question comes from Sulema. Sulema has two daughters who wears glasses. And she wants to know... Is there anything else for kids that are already wearing glasses that they should be doing to protect their eyes? If they're wearing glasses, we, we could add on the anti-glare coatings to make sure that they don't get glare. And we can add the blue blocking coating. Um, but if they're already wearing glasses, it should all be, um, it should be okay. Wearing sunglasses really helps protect their eyes. If you can, even wearing a hat, it helps protect the eyes from the sun. And uh, just taking breaks from the computer screen, that's the best thing that we can do. Now, I have a question because one of my glasses has the transition lens. Do those lenses work good for outdoor? Like, do they block enough of the sun or should I be wearing a separate pair of like prescription sunglasses? Yeah, so I think transition lenses are great. They block all the bad UV that we need. So if you have transitions, you're, you're good. The only thing that um, they don't turn dark when you drive. So mm-hmm. you might want dark ones for driving because it needs the direct sunlight to work. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I do notice they don't go dark. Yeah, and just a little um, side note, if you have transition lenses with anti-glare, it protects you from the blue light also. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. So I have that. Okay, so that's good. Another question that we have from our listeners is, are headaches normal with increased screen time? No, headaches are not normal with increased screen time. A headache is a sign that your body's telling you something isn't right. So mm. if you feel a headache and it's not going away, it's definitely time to see your doctor about it. So if you're listening, if you have a headache while you're on the computer or on your phone, you should get that checked out. Dr. Vargas, this has been so helpful. Tell us a little bit about your offices. 
Yeah, so I have two offices, one in uh, the Valley in Los Angeles and one in Silver Lake, close to Hollywood. My office in Sherman Oaks is 14106 Ventura Boulevard, and it's in Sherman Oaks, California. And my other office in Silver Lake is 2627 Hyperion Avenue in LA, California. And we service uh, patients from four years old to 100. And uh, we have a very family oriented office. We're all bilingual here. um, And we're happy, happy to help you in any way. And Dr. Vargas has so graciously offered our listeners a $75 eye exam when you visit any of her two locations. And if you want the blue light glasses, she has a recommendation for those. Can you share that recommendation with us? I prescribe a lot of my patients blue light glasses from a company called Glam Baby. It's a high quality lens uh, created by a mom optometrist and they're super cute. And you can go online to glambaby.com and get the blue light blocking glasses and um, also really cute sunglasses. And you can find me uh, at oolalaoptometry.com and on Instagram and Facebook at oolalaoptometry. I know you won't forget that oolala. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very good. So Glam Baby for the blue light glasses and sunglasses. And then if you're in LA area, please be sure to check her out. I'll have all the links in the show notes for you so that you can pay her a visit and tell her that you listen to the Latina Mom Legacy and that you would like to have an eye exam. And I I know she's going to take care of you. This Mommy Break is brought to you by Mi Legacy Shop. Mi Legacy Shop is a marketplace that I personally created that celebrates our Latinx heritage and promotes Spanish language learning. You can shop our best-selling onesies or child tees with sayings like Sana Sana Colita de Rana. Tell the world, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a Latina mom with one of our eco-friendly totes. Or you can also download print-at-home flashcards and educational material that will help your child learn Espanol. Use promo code POD25 or POD25 and get 25% off your first order. That's Mi Legacy Shop spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I shop.com. No te lo pierdas. It is a show tradition that we ask our guests the same round of questions. So Dr. Vargas, this is your best round of questions. Okay. Dr. Vargas, what is your biggest struggle as a mom? My biggest struggle as a mom is finding me time, Um, but I'm getting better. Now I'm at least doing 10 minutes a day for myself, either walking or exercising or meditating. Even if it's just 10 minutes, it really helps. Oh, I like that. And are you doing that at home or like when you're in the office after like everybody leaves? <laughs> um, usually at home because I'm, I'm a more of a morning person. Mm-hmm. So when the kids are still asleep, I'll try to catch that little time for myself. Oh, very good. Very good advice. Okay. On that note, what is the best advice that you've gotten from another mom or your mom? Oh, that's a good one. I think the best advice that I've gotten from my own mother is to always 
let your child be true to themselves. For example, you know, my daughter, she is a very sporty girl and she loves sports and she's kind of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And and my mom always said, just let her be who she is. And, and that's really helped. Oh, I love that. Finish this sentence. Growing up Latina, I... I love food. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Food is such a big part of our culture because it brings people together, um, celebrate. I feel like it's such a big part of our culture. On that note, what Latino dish would you like to pass down to your kids and why? Ooh, I would love to pass down. It's a Nicaraguan dish called bajo. And what's that? It's brisket meat Mm -hmm. that is pretty much slow cooked for like eight hours. And it's brisket with um, yuca and um, plantains that are all in the same pot and is steamed and it's really delicious. Oh, it sounds delicious. What Hispanic home remedy do you swear by? Ooh, Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, we use it for everything. Vicks Vapor Rub. I think my grandma even used to swallow it. <laughs> As a remedy for sore throat. <laughs> That's great. Don't swallow Vicks, please. No. <laughs> but. That Vicks Vapor Rub is good when the kids have a little cold. We put it on their chest and their feet. It's so true. It's so true. And I I, I know that there are like other alternatives, but I'm sorry. I, I don't know if it's a, like a mindset thing or the stuff really works. It works. <laughs> Dr. Vargas, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, I want my legacy to be family comes first. So I want my kids to be close to their family members, to love their family members, and have a sense of service, to do something to help people. Um, my family, we grew up in the medical field, and I feel like it's important to, you know, give back to the community and help people that, that need the help. And you are helping, Dr. Vargas. You are helping. Thank you. Dr. Vargas, thank you so much for being on today. It truly was an honor to have you, to have your insight in something that really affects us, us and our, our kids, especially now during this pandemic. Once again, where can our listeners connect with you? Yes, you can find me uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Oolala Optometry or on our website at oolalaoptometry.com. Once again, I will provide links in the show notes for you. Dr. Vargas, thank you so much. Thank you, Johnny. It was so much fun. I can't wait. Wasn't Dr. Vargas helpful? Our family's eye health is certainly being strained these days. Let's recap some of Dr. Vargas's tips on eye care. With the increase of screen time in both kids and adults, it's important to follow the 20-20-20 rule. Take a break every 20 minutes, focus on an object 20 feet away, and blink 20 times. 2. Screens project blue light that can be hazardous to your eye health. Blue light glasses or computer covers can help protect your eyes and your children's eyes. Artificial tears that are chemical-free can provide relief after prolonged periods in front of the screen. 
four, sunglasses and hats help protect you and your kids from the waves of the sun that can cause harm to your eyes. Five, most importantly, get your kids' eyes checked and your eyes checked regularly. It's hard to say what the long-term effects the increased screen time may have on your family's eye health. So like I say, it's better to be safe than sorry. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. Como siempre, mil gracias. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at the Latina Mom Legacy or at me legacy spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I. You can also sign up for La Lista and stay up to date with everything that's going on by simply clicking on the show notes in your podcast platform or visit thelatinamomlegacy.com and click on today's episode. You'll also find links to all of today's recommendations and show special. Finally, want to support this podcast? The best way to show your support is to write a review. Reviews are a way the podcast can get visibility and empower other moms like you to connect, create, and carry on our Latinx heritage. Un beso, un abrazo, y hasta la próxima. Chao, chao. What do you want your legacy to be?